A warning. This podcast contains some f***ing bad language. Like Vladimir Putin with his finger sitting nicely on that nuke button. Well, he was putting us on, huh? <laughs> right? Your stories. True stories. Your fuck-ups. Jim Cawthorn presents The Fuck-Up Files. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on the time you tune into this podcast right now. My name is Jim Cawthorn, and this is The Fuck-Up Files. The podcast where we raise up high your most embarrassing moments as if it was baby Simba and the answer Rafiki over Pride Rock. While you as a listener bow down to such a fuck-up of a yarn, like the antelope or the elephant or any other African animals that I can't think of right now. Anyway, if you're somebody who maybe you're not a fan of the Project on 3, flick over to maybe one. If you don't like Seven Sharp with uh, Hillary and Jeremy on one, flick over. Then you might find yourself on Channel 2 at 7 o'clock where you'll find Shawland Street where you'll know the, uh, the face of my next guest who plays Dawn. Actually, what's Dawn's last name? Robinson. Is that yeah, Robinson? Mrs. Robinson. Oh my God, Dawn Robinson. Anyway, Rebecca Randall joins me. Yay! Hey, thank you so much for having me. No, thank hey, you. What for... a podcast. The fuck up files. I know. It is actually, it's quite a nice way to make people realise that um, yeah, everybody fucks up. Everybody fucks up. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here just to let everyone know <laughs> I am a fuck up. <laughs> That's the best part, you know, because right. nobody's perfect, you know totally. what I mean? Um, can we obviously... Very well now for being on Shorty Street. How long have you been on Shorty's now? Oh, God, as six years now. Is it? This is like a lifetime. I feel like I've grown up there. You know, I was like a cute little 24-year-old, and yeah. I turned 30 in March. Oh, and my it's God. Like, it's just been the best time of my life. Yeah. So, yeah. See, because, I mean, I guess working in the industry as well, like you, you hear, um, not that I want to bag Shorty Street, but you do hear horror stories about how it's – just just the fast-paced nature of it? It's a really, really fast pace, and you really have to just jump on board and hold on for dear life. It's it's hard work. Like, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. not glamorous. It's not easy. You're always learning lines, and you're always working your little ass off. Yeah, so, see, that, it's, the, it's the line learning. Because, I mean, yeah. I know if I have – I've managed to – I've gone down there. I've auditioned for one role, and I've, I have had my voice on Shortland Street. Ooh. As a, <laughs> well, as a radio announcer, right. and they're uh, listening to um, – Oh, what's his name? I know he plays Drew. Ben um, Barrington. Barrington, yeah, yeah. So me and him had to go in and just, it was between takes. We just had to stand under the mic, you know. Oh, my gosh. And even that was daunting because it was so like, quick, go, go, go. And I thought maybe I might be right just reading off page, but I really should have. Learned it. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, to a point. And, um, yeah, you could just tell, like, everybody's just under the pump, and it, yeah. it felt daunting as hell. But then yeah. you, you talk to people that have worked on it, and they say, no, nah, it's, it's amazing, but it's it just, is. it's all go. Totally. And that's and that's it. You just have to show up, be prepared, and just dive into it. Dive into the work and get it done. Yeah. Because with the lines learning, too, do you, have you ever had times where you've, you've cocked up the line, but you just keep going anyway, and then, I'm- or had to sort of ad lib <laughs> on the go? I'm a stickler for that. I yeah. don't like admitting that I'm <laughs> fucking it up. So um, <laughs> I will just keep talking, but I have quite an incredible brain where I can screw it up, keep going, make like a U-turn and yeah. get back to where I need to be for the next person. So oh, it usually good. kind of works out in my favour, but there has been a couple of times where the director like, just can't like, start shakes again. his head and he's like, all right, can't, let's start over. Oh, but I see. My character's a big talker, so I often speak in monologues. Yeah, that's so true. those monologues you can kind of get to the point a little bit and yeah, yeah. figure it well, out while you're chatting. And you're jumble it up a bit, but still get to the point. Exactly. Do yeah. the writers get annoyed with that, though? Or? I don't think the writers even notice because they're so busy writing three months ahead of, oh, of what course. you're shooting. So they probably don't even notice. Yeah, true. Oh, crazy. Well, I, I hope did hear they a, don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll know now. Um, I did hear, 
Who was I talking to? Oh, it was um, who's the guy that? His name's Zach. He's got long hair. I don't, I don't know his character's yes, name. Yes, he plays Rahu. Yes, yeah, Zach. I did an acting workshop and he was ah, there, but he was talking about how people like TK, uh, Ben Mitchell, and Michael Galvin, who they can literally learn lines like. Five yeah, minutes before they go on. Totally. Yeah, I, I'm pretty bad at that as well. I just learn my lines in my in the makeup chair. Yeah. Sort of do as least prep as possible. Yeah. Just just to have a life. Otherwise, you do. You'd you'd have to spend so much time learning your lines. But after doing it for so long, your memory is a muscle, and the more you use it, the better off you are. Oh, so true. It's actually for us learning lines is partly the easy part. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. What's the hardest part? Just sometimes I think when it's like and cry. You know, you don't have that much time to kind of work into a scene because it's such fast turnaround. And if you're doing something emotional, you really just have to, like, take a deep breath, dive in, and before you know it, you're bawling your eyes out. Or, you know, those emotional scenes, I think, are the hardest. Yeah. God, yeah, I couldn't do that. (laughs) I can't cry on cue. I'm actually trying to do it now. I can't do it. I'll be staring like this for ages, making my eyes water. Well, I'll tell you, well, let's crack into the first story. All right, then. This story, actually, um, this fuck-up actually happened nine years ago, right? But I only found out that I'd fucked this up like three weeks ago. No. Mm. What? Well, so it was my wife was telling me. So, oh, my God, wife. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> it's a really bad start. So um, me and Danielle and my wife, we've been married, uh, well, we're coming up seven years, actually. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. They say we get the seven-year itch. What's that? Is it a bad thing? Was that like a make and break thing? I don't think I we're, don't we're, not, we're not. I think we're fine. I'm pretty sure we're fine. Um, so, yeah. Married in 2016. Um, but going back to nine years. So 2014 was when we had the discussion, that, you know, our future, what we want to do. And I knew she wanted to have kids and um, and wanted to be a wife, et cetera, and just wanted to make sure we're on the same part, which I was, obviously. But then I was like, well, I've got to find an engagement ring because I knew that we had at home, we had a few uh, family heirlooms, I yes. guess you could say. A bit of leftover jewellery because my nan had passed months prior, so there was some jewellery there that we could reuse, obviously. Fantastic. And mum was more than happy for us to do that. Um, so I was like, well, mum, send me some photos of the engagement rings and I'll show my wife and then we can sort of just baby steps into it. Yeah. The only thing is now it's a weird one because now I'm going to tell her about these rings and she's going to know, oh, a proposal's she's coming. She's thinking about it. Yeah. She's getting ready. Yeah. This is it. Yes. But when? Because yeah. I know are you are you recently married? Were you? It's actually my wedding anniversary today. Is it? Three years married. Oh, Woo! happy wedding anniversary! Thank you. Was it the same for you? Like with what's your husband's name? Sorry, Bevan. Bevan, yeah. Not really. So about six months into our relationship, we did this like kooky thing where we made up a story and yeah. we went into a jeweler's and like tried on engagement <laughs> rings just for fun. But I had absolutely no inkling. Four years later, when we actually got engaged, so I had no clue. Oh, so that's the, like early groundwork. Yeah, early groundwork. That's it was smart. quite fun. We walked past the jewelers and we were like, "Should we make up a story? Like we've been together for <laughs> so long and stuff." So I yeah. figure from that, he kind of knew what I wanted. I just had to wait. And yeah, yeah. Years for it. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, that is smart actually. We did good. Um, yeah. Well, see, for me, I guess back in 2014 as well. Later on that year, we were going to go to Thailand. Right. And it was going to be over a birthday. Okay. Now, in my head, I'm going, no, it's too obvious. You can't do it on a birthday. And girls always expect it on a trip as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, no, that's too obvious. Women are crazy. They, they can be. Yeah. Well, so are men as well. We can just be just as horrible. Anyway, I thought no. But she started thinking, oh, 
I think he's going to propose oh now. Oh, my God. Now, because also at the time, we had an exchange student live with us. Um, Didi was her name. She was from Germany. And they obviously had been, they had like a code name for it, for when I was around to talk about oh it. Oh, my God. Which was Pineapple. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why. I love that. Yeah, it was weird. So, cut to the trip to Thailand. Okay. Amazing time. Riding elephants, as you do, just living like royal. Um, come to her birthday, amazing birthday. Come towards the end of the trip, and there's a message from the exchange student to Daniela saying, to Jim Pineapple. <laughs> Did you- <laughs> now, because she's 16, I'm going, this seems like, what, this is weird. Like, is that a sex move? Yeah, well, that's like... what I'm like, well, is this something inappropriate? I was like, what are you chatting to Dee Dee? This has popped up, I know it's a bit nosy, it popped up on her phone. Like, what is this pineapple? And Daniela goes, I thought you were going to propose to me. Aww. Oh, this is like a last day. I was like, oh. She goes, pineapple's a code word for propose. I thought you were going to propose. She's devastated. Well, yeah. But me being arrogant, I go, ha, don't you worry, it'll happen when you least expect it. Oh, my God. Now, this is where I have fucked up because little did I know, um, she, this is what I, she just told me this three weeks ago, she'd actually told everybody. No. She was like, get ready for the party. Yes. I'm getting proposed to. Yes, <gasps> exactly that. Her friends, her colleagues. Oh, my God. Her family. And oh. she was saying to come back home. After that, and having everybody going, where's the ring? Where's the like? Oh. Everybody was harassing. Like, even at a, she works at, at a hospital. I think she, she's I, telling the patients. She's telling the yeah, orderlies. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, everybody and everybody was. They're all excited for you. Like, oh, so what happened? And um, oh yeah. my god, no ring, no ring. And my argument was, my argument was, I didn't have the ring. <laughs> totally. How can I propose? If yeah. I didn't even bring the ring. It wasn't my intention. But now, now I think about. It. I, what I, I could have just found like a a shell or. Yeah. Oh, I mean, cheap little Thai market store. Like, yeah, well, how how much long after this trip did you end up proposing? Well, so that's the thing. So then, twenty fifteen. So probably <laughs> when did we come back? Her birthday's end of October. I think we would have been. Yeah, we would have come back sort of first week in November. So what about maybe two? You yeah, maybe two months later. Right. Because I sort okay. of realised, okay, I fucked up. You're it. like crap. Now I'm yeah, really now I'm going to do, do it. it. Yeah. Um, but when she least expects it. Yes, but really compared to Thailand, to where I did it. Thailand would have been better. I did it in Queenstown. Oh, that's still bougie. Well, it's... It's not Thailand, but no, it's still nice. No, it's a bit cliche and... Yeah. yeah it's a bit poozy. Were you on a mountain? To, no. Okay. In front of Lake Wakatipu. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm team wife now. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> and you could have done it on an elephant. I know. I know. We could have had an elephant. No, instead we just had Lake Wakatipu. <laughs> And even more awkward. Oh my god! It was nighttime, and um, I opened the ring upside down, and it fell out. <gasps> Did you look? No, you didn't lose. No, it. no, we, didn't, oh. we we found it right away. Okay, but good. it was just a lot more. But it still like added to the comedy. Of yeah, this yeah. Whole this whole so what could have been a beautiful proposal, <laughs> I really just shut down on it, and we did it in Central Otago. <sighs> but hey, seven years married. Hey, it's worked out. It has worked it's out. It's okay. We've got two beautiful children. Oh. Oh, see, yeah, it's, it's a happy ending, and exactly. it's a story. I hey, always say you gotta have a story. Exactly, like yeah, that, you know? exactly. Something to make you laugh. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just some, <laughs> just some chat for my bloody podcast. Yeah, right. This means I now have to confess to my biggest fuck up that happened. Like, it's got to be. I'm gonna say three or four years ago now. Yeah. 
and I still like think about it. it makes me feel a bit sick. Oh, like, I can't believe God. it's so bad. I can't believe I'm telling you this story. <laughs> I'm even happier now. Yes, because it's probably worse than your story. All right. Okay. So <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I'm like, taking my glasses off. <laughs> yes. He's ready. Okay. So I'm at a friend's birthday slash Christmas party. Right. It's December, and being well known, I get people sort of come up to me quite often and recognize me, but I don't always recognize them. Oh, right. So, do you find that just a, do you find that kind of parsing? Sometimes because they they act like they completely know you and know your whole life story. Right. And you're like, do I actually know you or not? <laughs> yeah. Or you just think, have we met once? Have we met twice? I don't know. Anyway. But you haven't had, um, oh no, I keep interrupting you, sorry, but you haven't had people like, I hear stories, I remember Robin Malcolm telling a story about she was driving and there was a car accident and they're like, a nurse, we've got a nurse oh here. Oh God. Thankfully, I've not been in a position where someone's thought that I'm a real nurse and yeah. had to give any like medical advice <laughs> or anything because it probably, I reckon I could do CPR, but yeah. I don't really want to. No, you no, know? 100%. Like, I'm not a born Nurse, mm. no, not my thing. I don't like blood. Yeah, don't, fair enough. Don't if you see me out and about and need something, don't come to me. <laughs> you don't want to do method acting in no, your no. time off, do you? <laughs> so I've never really had any of those situations. I've had like the people that just rush up and hug you. That's always a bit awkward because oh, wow. you're a bit like I feel a bit attacked. In the yeah, yeah. Section of the supermarket. <laughs> like, okay. Oh god. Anyway, um, my story. Where was I? Go to this Christmas slash birthday party. Mm. This woman comes up to me and is like, oh, my God, Bex, how are you? It is so good to see you. Mm. And in my head, I'm, like, having all these flashbacks trying to figure out who this woman is. And I'm, like, looking at her face and I'm, like, do I know her from anywhere? And I'm, like, <laughs> nah, don't know her. So I keep getting her to talk to mm. try and figure out because I'm, like, she very clearly knows me. Like, she hasn't just followed me on Instagram mm. for six months. And I'm, like, going through who she might be. And then it, like, clicks. The last time I would have seen her was about two years ago when her husband and my husband played football together. Oh, right. Now, my brain didn't compute the time difference (laughs) in which that two years between us seeing each other last and seeing each other at this Christmas party was. So I go... Oh, my God. Yes, yes. And you're pregnant. How are you? And I proceed to put my hand on her belly. Oh, no. And she goes, no, no, not pregnant. Just never lost the baby weight. And I just, like, absolutely died. She'd had the baby, like, a year and a half ago, obviously. (laughs) Well over nine months ago. But the last time I'd seen her, she had been pregnant. So I just, like... Went back to that moment, asked about the pregnancy, put my hand on her belly, and just absolutely died. Like, I didn't know what to say or what to do. I just, I remi- I like walked outside with my glass of champagne, like scalded it her back. Saw my beautiful sister-in-law who was also there, and I was like, I've just fucked up. I'm like, do I bring it up again? Do I apologize? Like, what do I do? So it what did you do? Mortifying. I just pretended it never happened. Oh, no. And now I'm like, is that even worse? (laughs) Yeah. Don't ever assume someone's pregnant. Ever. I've made the exact same mistake, actually. Don't double down and put your hand on their belly. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't laugh at me. I'm sorry, but how was her reaction after being so excited to see you? After that, was she like... Yeah, probably not as excited. She was probably like, wow, that bitch, Rebecca (laughs) Randall, the audacity. (laughs) 
Oh, but honestly, it's one of those moments that if I think about it, I honestly still feel sick. Like, I just cannot believe I did that. And now I don't even, if I think someone's pregnant, don't even mention yeah. it, you know? Well, Until they bring it up, don't say a word. Well, if it makes you feel better, I've done the exact same thing. Have you? Mm. Okay, please tell me about it. Make well, me feel better. Well, so this was, it was actually a guy, uh, oh, he's, he's in a, he's in, um, he's a musician. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of ways I can edit this. Yes. Anyway, but I, because I, when I was at The Rock, you know, that this band would come in and I sort of got to know him quite well from that. And I knew that he had a baby on the way. Sure. And um, and then fast forward a number of months, a year later, whatever, um, I, we were at some, Danny and I, Daniela and I and her cousin, his and her husband, we, we were at this, like a, a, a kid seminar thing about, you know. It was actually, I mean, it was interesting. I was nearly falling asleep in a though. But it was, just some, it was at a school about, you know, how to raise toddlers and that sort of thing. And it was kind of interesting. But there I saw old mate. And I said, oh, how are you getting on? And, and, his, and his partner was there. And I said, oh, so, oh, of course, you've got one on the way. How, how far away are you now? No. Uh, and how did she respond? Well, it was just this awkward. And this is as well. What happened was the, the, the seminar had finished. Yeah. We're all piling out of the hall. Yeah. And um, she just went silent. And he went silent. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, here he is. He's six months old. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I feel like he kind of saved the situation yeah. for his wife. But, and, and I was, was just like, like fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And I was just like, oh, I want to crumple oh. up and die. But the, to make it worse, I was now stuck with him because we're slowly... Walking out of the hall, so I couldn't, I couldn't, and I was like, uh, Oh my God. That was a good seminar. I just oh wanted to die. Just wanted to die. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm glad you didn't put your hand on her back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's kicking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just my tummy rumbling. Gosh. As we come towards the end of our podcast, Rebecca Randall. I have to ask you, what have you learned today? Don't ever assume someone is pregnant. <laughs> I think that is a big thing we could take I away from this. I think that is a big thing. And ladies, just because you're going on holiday, don't assume that you're getting engaged. Yes. Or proposed to. Yes. From your love. Or, your yeah, or uh, fellas, actually, just, just do it properly. <laughs> Don't do it in Wanaka. Yeah, do it in yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't if you can't be overseas. The holiday well, proposal. they do, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Don't get into bloody central Otago <laughs> like every other man there, dog. Anyway, um, thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you for joining oh, me. Hey, thank for you podcast. for having me. It's been a great laugh. And been a good I hope laugh. everyone gets a chuckle out of our <laughs> yeah. fuck ups. Thank you. If you want to hear more of the episodes, uh, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. I Heart Radio. Wow. This, yeah, I know I'm everywhere, but oh, I always let's... forget exactly where I've platformed it, which I'm amazingly, I'm listing them all off now. Uh, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, Jim underscore Cawthorn is my name. Do you want to give yourself a plug? I am, I think I'm Rebecca.Randall on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, yeah, TikTok so, as well. Yeah. Make a video every now and again. <laughs> we do it. As we do. Hey. Right. I mean, it's saying that, you're in, it's not like a personal, because I've done this a few times where I've plugged the guest Instagram or Social accounts, and they're like, it's more of a personal account. Just uh, me and my baby. Nah, I post. Okay. For the people. For the people. Nothing, nothing too intimate, but yeah. there'll be an image or two on there. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I hey, thank you very much. Thank we'll see you, you next time. Hooroo, everybody. Bye.